Welcome to Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and welcome to today's podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, and today we are going to talk engineers. We're going to talk specifications. We're going to talk about Paul's little pet peeves. Uh, and so this message today, this is a unique one. This is a message that's going out to the electrical engineers and all those electrical engineering firms. Uh, and it's not so much as a lesson, is it's kind of things to think about. So a lot of engineers will do specifications for jobs. And whether we're talking wiring cable, it really doesn't matter. Um, but they do specifications. And they tend to use a specification that might be just bouncing around the firm. And I guess we should stay, take a step back and say, what is a specification? So specifications are usually broken down into different parts. And they might give some aspects of the job, things that the engineer expects to take place. But it also gives the allowable material that can be used. And it, many times it will list the actual approved manufacturers. Um, the problem with specifications in manufacturers is sometimes... Uh, Design firms and whatnot get kind of complacent. So they use an old PDF version or an old Word document version that's been sitting around. Now, sometimes they have what's called master spec, which is a, uh, a, a system that's online. It allows you to choose and, and uh, pick the different specifications and companies and manufacturers and things like that. So people pay to be on master spec. Uh, in itself, so and you can toggle on and off who your preferred contractor, I mean, uh, preferred manufacturers are, and all which I kind of find it is a little bit of BS. But at the end of the day, uh, you get to select it and you create your specification, and that goes to a specific project. The only problem with that is the Master Spec is a subscription service or SpecLink, one of the two. They're subscription services, so when somebody pays for that and they only pay for a year. They sometimes will not renew it the next year, and they'll go two or three years, and they'll use whatever specification they downloaded at the time. Um, and then maybe every three years, they may update their subscription, and they get a new specification. The problem with it is most of the specifications that I see today, and I see a lot of them, and again, me, many people know that I update specifications for engineering firms, and we do it for free. Um, it is one of our value services where we you know, literally... What I'm doing is making sure that you're, you have any of the pit holes or pitfalls that are located in specifications that if you end up in court as an engineer, uh, you're not ending up with a specification that is subpar and could get you into trouble. Um, so I'll look at those things. And I'm probably the fairest guy you're ever going to get because I don't just put competitors of mine. I mean, I put us on there. For example, I work for a wire and cable manufacturer. But I also put my competitors on there. I'm not into putting one on there. And that's different than most people. Most people go in it as an effort. And their whole effort is to block people out. That's not my goal. I am not out to block out companies or different manufacturers and stuff like that. That's not what I'm all about. So what I find with some people is they go, well, Paul, what do you do? Do you just go in and and take people and just uh, block them out? If you, if you, for example, if you, you you see a competitor in there, you don't put their name in there. Now, some people do that and some companies do that. 
I do not, and that's one of my policies, is that I'd rather give the contractor choices. Let the manufacturers stand on their own merit. In other words, if they produce a really good product that's a really reliable product and it's a listed product, uh, then give them what they need to be able to make a selection. And then, it, and then it's an open market for the contractors, whoever might use you know, one over the other, but, but at least it's a fair game. The problem I see with specifications today, and this is a call out to engineers, is you don't pay a lot of attention to your spec. And I guess it's because it's your position. It really doesn't matter to you because you're sending that spec on down the line and you really don't see the issues that it creates by having inaccurate specification or having manufacturers that are on a specification that are no longer in business anymore. That's what I see the most of. Or you have manufacturers listed on your specification that have been absorbed by one company, so now you don't have a fair balance of representation on your specification. So you might have a company, there was maybe six companies listed on there that make a certain uh, type, let's say, wire and cable. Um, but three of those companies are now owned by one company through uh, uh, by acquisition. And you're thinking, hey, that's just tough luck. Well, that's not fair because it doesn't give the end consumer and the contractor a fair selection. You have plenty of manufacturers who are out there, who have their product tested, who spend millions of dollars in doing that, that should have an, a, a right to be selected on a project. And so I guess I fall from an old school, I'm not a salesman, so I know that there are a lot of times the people out there that go and influence those specifications are salesmen, and if they get an opportunity to push somebody else off a spec, they'll do that. I call that dishonest, unfair, and uh, it's just downright, um, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. It's not good for the industry, and those people should be ashamed of themselves, and I won't call names. But... What I like to do is make sure that all of the key players are listed on a specification. It's only fair, and that's the fair approach. And when I got into this industry, that's the way I said to myself that I was going to do that and be fair. And lucky for me, I do work for a large manufacturer who allows me to be fair like that. I'm not going to unfairly push something over somebody else. I want an even playing field because you know what? At the end of the day, I know that the products that we make will stand up to any product out there on the market. I know this for a fact because I'm intimately involved in it. And being that I also worked for NEMA prior, I have knowledge of all the manufacturers to a certain degree. So I am very confident in our ability to to put out a product that's going to be of the highest quality. So at the end of the day, um, I think that when it becomes the integrity and, and the morals of looking at a specification, that all engineers out there should really take a second look at their specifications. For example, I know there's a lot of manufacturers specifications that are, are approved manufacturers that are on specifications for many projects around the country that, for example, connectors and fittings. Some of those companies do not even exist anymore. And some of the key players aren't even on the specification. That is a problem because you should be looking at your specification at least annually, if not biannually, to make sure that it's up to date. Now, when we talk wiring cable, I also see a lot of problems. For example, there's a lot of references on these things to NEMA 7 and 5, WC7, WC5. Those don't even exist anymore, but they're all over the specs. In fact, they've been absorbed into the NEMA WC70 standard, which covers the wiring cable industry. So... You still have references on your specifications that really don't even exist anymore. And if it were to go to court, let me talk about another issue. 
So the industry now, there's certain aspects where it's THHN, THWN, uh, and then of course our industry is very prevalent with now dual rating and other ratings like THWN-2, which means it's rated for 90 degree wet or dry, whereas THWN is only rated 75 degree uh, in a wet location, uh, but 90 degree uh, in a dry location because most of the time it's dual rated, it's THHN. And that is rated by virtue of the two H's in a dry location. It's good for 90. And of course, if you're an engineer or you're a designer, you know that it's a benefit to have that 90 degree to do adjustment and corrections at when that ampacity is much higher than it would be at a 75. So if I had to apply something due to conditions of use like ambient temperature or a number of current carrying conductors, I'd much rather start doing my reduction of current carrying ability up at the 90 degree versus the 75. Uh, because it's going to give me a broader ability to use that product for my specific need without creating such a conductor that would be uh, so big that it would end up having a uh, an effect downstream, and that is larger raceways that are unnecessary and, and all these other things that take place. So it's a fine dance that we have to learn. Um, and so I guess the problem with specifications is there's so many potential pitfalls in there that the engineers take for granted because maybe they've never had an issue. Well, more and more, in a, we're, we're in an age where uh, litigation becomes higher. Uh, I have gotten an uptick in calls to my private company, my Electrical Code Academy Incorporated, about being expert witness or testifying or something in cases where... Um, some things might be listed one way on some kind of document, electrically related, and I'll just leave it at that. But it's different the way it's installed and, and you know, maybe a specification, I'm not mentioning any, but has certain things listed on there that really aren't up to date with what's being done today. Uh, and there's outdated information, uh, there's improper information, because, you know, let's face it, when it comes to things like the codes and standards, you know, engineers are designed to design it. They go to school uh, for design, but at the end of the day, they're not National Electrical Code experts. And so there's so many other aspects, and many of them are not even standard experts. Now, there's a many engineers that I know that are very good, don't get me wrong, very well, well-versed in it, and, and they do a wonderful job. Um, but in reality, designing something, and, and everybody can use a second set of eyes, uh, I'm more or less talking about where your specification isn't up to date. It's not adequate. And I see so many pitfalls in that. So one of the things that uh, is unique in, uh, in, you know, and I don't mind doing a, you know, a plug in this scenario for Encore Wire. Now, if you haven't heard of Encore Wire Corporation, and you know what, you can have your favorite. Uh, there's other manufacturers of wire cable that do a wonderful job. They do wonderful people. And I work with them, okay, as a code expert uh, and a codes and standards person. I'm at, at meetings all the time with these individuals. Great big hearts, great individuals. Uh, but they don't always have such an impact on their company as like I would because I play a different role in Encore Wire. I work not only in the codes and standards, but I'm part of sales. I'm part of, of troubleshooting and problem solving. And I make things... Uh, uh, fix things for the customer, the end user, uh, on a lot of product levels and, and give education to engineers and, and uh, electricians all over the country. So I play a unique role in that. But one of the things that we do is that we will analyze a specification. And like I said, I have a, a charge, the fact that I will not single out manufacturers on a specification. So whether or not I'm looking at a specification and you're a competitor of ours, you can rest assured that if you're a one of the top five competitors, 
I'm going to probably add you to the list. Not a probably, I am going to add you to the list. Because I think it is a fair game at that point. Now, what makes Encore Wire unique is that we're able, because we're centrally located in Texas, and the fact that we produce every single thing in one facility in McKinney, Texas. I mean everything when it comes to building wire. And that's what we specialize in, building wire. We don't get into medium voltage. We don't get into fire-rated cables. We don't get into cords. Uh, we don't get into um, high-voltage cables. We don't get into any of that. We are geared 24-7 to the building wire industry. Uh, whether it's THHN, THWN-2, XHHW-2, UFB, NMB, uh, whether or not we're dealing with USE-2, RHH, RH, uh, RH, um, RHW-2, whether we're dealing with PV wire, um, tray cable, uh, service entrance cable, no matter what it is, an MC cable, AC cable, specialty MC cables, all those type of cable assemblies that are used in building wire applications uh, or some component thereof, we specialize in that. We run 24-7, seven days a week, um, three shifts. Uh, And we have a quality control team that constantly monitors. In fact, Underwriters Laboratory is in our facility multiple times during the month, taking samples, looking at our data, uh, driving around the plant. So our plant, in many cases, uh, is so nice you can eat off the floor. Okay, it's, you know, not, not you necessarily eat off floor. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not doing a commercial for Encore. I'm just saying um, it is a unique environment. Uh, and our CEO, which is Daniel Jones, sets the tone. And Daniel sets the tone is that everybody has to care about the company. And we all do care about it. We're publicly traded on the NASDAQ. Uh, it's The ticker is WIRE, W-I-R-E. Um, we have a very good growth period where you can actually see all the information. It's very steady. Um, we're not a Google or we're not a high volume traded stock like a Google or an Amazon because it's just not that way. Uh, we sell you know copper and aluminum products, so commodity driven. So anyway, it's a great company and um, it's a very uh, inward type of family-ish type of company. It is publicly traded. It's very much a, a family atmosphere. Um, everybody knows everybody, and, and uh, we all work together to solve issues and make things better and make things safer and and all that good stuff. So the thing about with specifications, like I said, and I'm, I get back to specifications, is uh, they have to be accurate because the end electrician's going to follow these specifications, especially on large projects. And, and their contractors are bidding these projects. And it's simply not fair to have, let's say you had a specification that had four wire and cable manufacturers on it, and three of the four were absorbed by the fourth one. So technically, you have one manufacturer, and then you have one that covers the other four. It's still all now under the one umbrella. That's not fair, because there's other manufacturers out there that, that do a great job. Now, people say, hey... You know, it's just your fault. You didn't get on that spec. You should go work at it. See, that's BS again. Okay, that is unscrupulous people who went and modified specifications and blocked other people out. Or maybe the specification is just so freaking old that it's time for you to update it. You know, companies like Rome, dude, that hadn't been around for years. Why would you even have that on a specification? Makes no sense. Okay. So 
anyway, and also I'm a, I'm a huge fan of making sure that you have companies that are, if you're a U.S. company, that you're largely U.S.-based companies on there. But that doesn't mean that I don't put another company on there that might have um, European ties, okay, or some other country. That's, that's not what it's about. There's a lot of high-quality manufacturers that have a presence here and in Europe or somewhere else, okay? So it's really about the products and the listings and, and if they're a listed company. And uh, so what we try to do is when I look at a specification, I'll look for the top five that I feel is the top five, and I'll put them on there, the key players. Um, and, you know, if they'd let me put 10 of them, i put 10 of them, but typically it's very limited to top five, uh, and I'll put them on there. And um, it opens up the market a little bit. Now, sometimes I'll even add something on there that'll say equivalent to the approved list. So a manufacturer that they can show that they are equivalent can get added in a project, even though they're possibly not listed on the project. It's only fair, right, to do that. Um, it just allows for competition. And that's what we all want. We all want fair competition because I think... When you think about fair competition and I put Uncle Wire up against anybody, I know that we can get the wire there quicker and higher quality and at a great price. Um, and that's what makes our system unique because we make it all a McKinney and we have this concept of 99.8% fill rates. It means that if you order it on a Monday, we can have it come into your job site on a Friday. Whereas many times you have what's called production lead times where it's three and four and five weeks to produce something. We don't work like that. It's very sales driven. Okay. We drive it based on the customer's needs and that's what's unique about it. So again, not a commercial for Encore. Look, the, the concept here was to talk about specifications. You need to get them updated. Look, if you're a contracting firm and you're going to be doing a project, you're relying on these specifications because they're handed down by the engineer to the general contractor to the job site, and bidding takes place on that. If the if it's not a fair place to to uh, bid because you you have all these companies that don't exist anymore because your spec is outdated, then the chances are you're giving your end customer limited choices, okay? Limited pricing because you don't create. Whereas one company can give a price over the other and you get the best price that you can get, okay? Not always the cheapest is the best, but a lot of times it has to do with turnaround time uh, and how long you have to wait and whether or not colors are available versus just all black. Or There's it, it, a lot of things that are involved in it. And uh, so give your customers that option. Just because you're writing the specification, realize the end person is the one that's getting affected by your poorly written specification okay so anyway that was my podcast for today again it's kind of sounded like a commercial but you know i am proud of what uncle wire does but there's a lot of great manufacturers out there you know on the connector side those folks are often left off of the specifications as well but from old companies that don't even exist you got raceway manufacturers that are that are not listed on a specification that they really need to so you end up only up being able to get from one okay if they're a listed product they're they're good enough to use you don't need to have only one you know so if you're interested in having your specification looked at 
hey, reach out to us. Yeah, I work for Encore Wire, but I'm more than happy to give your specification a look-see. And uh, again, you're the one that has the ultimate say. I will make an update or I'll change it or I'll modify it and you get a copy of it. And um, it doesn't take me but a day or two to, to look over your spec and change some of the stuff that's outdated. Maybe it's the wire types, raceway types. Maybe it's the uh, preparation for underground raceways and things like that that's maybe a little weak on your document. Uh, maybe you have some NEMA references that are out of date and we need to update those. Um, maybe you fully don't understand the difference in copper and aluminum and the advantages that copper can give you in some cases and maybe the advantages that, that, that aluminum can give you. Maybe you just don't know. And that's what I'm here to educate you on. I'm blessed that I work for a company that allows me to openly do that, be fair, and uh, not single us over anybody else when it comes to these specifications and make the specification fair. So all the other manufacturers, you know what, I'll accept thank you notes and gifts of, of gratitude if they'd like to send them to me. Because the reality is I'm looking out for all of my competitors as well as us and making sure that the specs are up to date. That's a fair thing to do. okay? And everybody that knows me, that's how I spend my career. Uh, I don't like when one is over the other. I know that some people, my competitors sometimes will say, Hey, you shouldn't do that. You should only do your company. Listen, you know, unfair advantage. And I'm like, no, that's just not fair. Let us all raise the bar to the highest level and then let our performance be what stands out. Okay, I understand it's like Ford versus Chevy. Some people like this company and some people like that company. And that's fine. I have no problem with that at all. It doesn't hurt my feelings at all when somebody says, yeah, I don't like your wire. I like somebody else's wire. Hey, that's fine. Hey, doesn't bother me a bit. But when it comes to a specification, let's let the end user make that decision by making sure the specifications are up to date. So if your if you're specifications that you're using for projects is at least a year old, then you need to get it updated. Contact me. I'll do it for free. And I'll make sure you have the most updated. I'll make sure that that, that everybody that's the, the top five manufacturers are listed on there. And um, you're going to have the most up-to-date spec and uh, because you know what? It's the fair thing to do. Plus, you do know that when you have the updated companies, then you're going to have the ones that are, have the oversight by the NRTLs, okay? That you know that they get checked out on a regular basis. We spend millions of dollars in making sure that our product stays in conformance, okay? Well, we're doing that for you. So let us make sure, you engineers, let us make sure your spec is up to date. And if you're using master spec, make sure you get the latest copy. And do me a favor, select Encore Wire as, the, as one of your options because I think we do a good job and um, I, th I think that you'll be very pleased. But whoever you choose, I'm sure if they're the top five manufacturers, then they're going to do a great job for you. So anyway, that's my thing today. It was out to the engineers about specifications. Old specifications don't do anybody any good. It most certainly doesn't do your end customer any good. It doesn't do you as an engineer any good because you have a lot of liability riding on that specification. Trust me. I get into court and I take your specification and I go through that thing and I find all these stuff in there that's not accurate or out to date or whatever. Um, I'm going to eat you up. So anyway, until next time, folks, stay safe. God bless. Get those specs updated. Until next time, be good. Closer. Every day the future's looking bright.